Hello, I'm Fiona Sarcoma and you're listening to Women's Hour, the only radio programme produced both for, by and for women. Every week we dive into the issues most affecting real, everyday women like you and dissect them like one might dissect a small animal that one keeps in a biscuit tin, much like the infamous animal torturer and EastEnders favourite June Brown. And that's completely true by the way, you can Google that. Oh, and if you are listening to Women's Hour this morning and you are not a woman, why? Don't you think that's just a little bit creepy? You might want to turn it off. On today's programme, we're going to be looking into the much-debated current issue of nepotism babies, in which the children of successful people are often gifted by the virtue of merely being related a free ride into a respective industry. For example... Tom Cruise wouldn't have been half as successful as he is today without the leg up from his mother, Penelope. In a similar fashion, there's a Hollywood story that suggests that Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul only got his starring role alongside Brian Cranston because of his mother, RuPaul. Sure enough, it's a very messy business where people are often placed into job roles they simply don't deserve. And here to talk to me about it on the show today, we have the cultural commentator, popular feminist writer and radio personality all in her own right. She's my daughter. You know her. It's Mona Sarcoma. Hello, Mona. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Mum. I mean, Fiona. Now, Mona. It's all very well an actor or the son of a brain surgeon getting an unqualified leg up, but what about when it's an occupation a bit more serious, like a bin man or a trapeze artist? Surely we don't want anyone going into those industries if their hearts aren't in it. Absolutely, but uh, Fiona, you know, for this book I'm writing, I interviewed almost a hundred different famous people. Thanks for those contacts, by the way, Mum. Anything to help, dear. And one thing they all had in common was that all of their jobs were largely interchangeable, useless and offered nothing to society at large. Mm, Interesting. But let's not forget about the story that was all over the papers only a few weeks ago, where a man nepotistically inherited a career as a train driver from his long-serving train-driving father. Oh God, yes, those poor families. As your listeners no doubt heard, on his first day of the job he crashed the train into the side of the O2 arena, killing over 100 people. Mm, and 300 butterflies, apparently. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that. There was an exhibit on. So, Mona, my beautiful, cute, lovely little cheeky Mona, how does this affect women more generally? I'm glad you asked, Mummy. The thing you need to consider is, is that every job unfairly inherited by a man is a job a woman has absolutely zero chance of applying for. It rigs the system profoundly and maintains a toxic culture of boys clubs, particularly in corporate environments. It completely and utterly undermines the idea of the best person for the job and only perpetuates the ongoing cycle of straight white hegemony. Oh, that reminds me, darling... Are you able to cover my radio slot next Wednesday? Because I've got that wedding I need to go to in Kent. Sophie and Daniels. Well, I do have an appointment to get my Uggs repaired, but I could probably reschedule that. Mona Sarcoma, thanks for coming in. Oh, we're having quiche for tea tonight as well. Is that all right? My pleasure. 
And yes, I love quiche. Thanks, Mum. Love you. Coming up soon on Women's Hour, I'll be interviewing a self-described Nepo baby about what it's really like to grow up surrounded by wealth, privilege and prestige. But first, some arts and culture from our resident film critic at the Cannes Film Festival, Anne Can. Hi, this is Anne Can coming to you from the sunny streets of the Cannes Film Festival in Cannes on the French Riviera. And I'm here to review some of the best movies directed by women this year, like Jane Campion in her hotly awaited sequel to the 1993 award-winning The Piano. She's back at the festival this year with The Bassoon. Sophia Coppola is here. She's been spotted at a restaurant eating two bowls, count them, two bowls of spaghetti. I've got it on good authority because I saw it with my own two eyes. She's a hungry lady, hungry for success. And spaghetti! Greta Gerwig has a movie here this year. It's a live-action reimagining of Dricky Gervais's Flanimals book series. Apparently, Gervais is playing all the Flanimals. His weird appearance should make that a breeze. But what have I seen so far? I've seen Catherine Bigelow's new offering, Zero Dark 32. I enjoyed it greatly, although I probably didn't get all of it because I've yet to see Zero Dark 1 through 31. Still, there was plenty of violence, and I feel real patriotic right now, which is good because I'm in France, and truth be told, I still haven't forgiven them for what they did to us in World War II. That's all from me and Cannes at the Cannes Film Festival in France, Europe. Back to you in the studio, Fiona. Thank you, Anne. Stellar reportage there from Cannes, France, Europe. Now, though, an exclusive interview with a self-described nepotism baby who is just coming into the studio now. It's the son of famous singer Madonna. He was only born two days ago. That's right. It's little Freddie Madonna. Hello, Freddie. Thank you for coming in. Now, Freddie, I must ask, is it very difficult being the child of someone so stratospherically famous like Madonna? It must be quite tough to carve out your own path. That's an interesting point. I suppose I've never thought of it that way exactly. But surely you must have your own dreams, your own aspirations, away from what your mother does. Oh, come on now, let's be sensible. I don't think it's realistic to assume you're going to be as big as Madonna. Bigger, you say? Oh, bigger than the Beatles? And Jesus. <laughs> come on now, you're, you're being daft. You're being a daft baby. Bad baby. Bad, daft, nepotism baby. Naughty, bad baby. You're a fool, Freddie Madonna, and those waterworks won't work on me. If you can't handle even the lightest of grilling in my studio, then how on earth do you ever imagine you'll be bigger than the Beatles? You know what I think? I think you're a fraud. I think you're a spoiled little suck-up, and you always will be. Oh, I've had enough of this. Get him out of my studio. Absolutely pathetic character. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, we're coming towards the end of Women's Hour for today. Just a bit of time left for a couple of your texts here. Melissa from Croydon says, What is a nepotism baby? I missed most of the show because I was doing my daughter's homework. Can you just tell me quickly, please? Sorry, Melissa from Croydon. We don't have time left, but you can listen to the Women's Hour podcast on Catch Up. And just quickly here, Ron from Birmingham says, I'm a man and I listen to Women's Hour for the sexy, sultry voices. Thanks for that, Ron. I hadn't considered that. You're allowed to listen, cheeky boy. As always, thanks so much for listening. Women's Hour was written and performed by Jen Ives. For more things like it, you can visit www.jenives.net or patreon.com 
forward slash Jen Ives. You can follow Jen Ives on Twitter at Jen Ives Comedian or on Instagram at I'm Jen Ives. Additional voices by Derek Mitchell. Women's Hour is the only radio programme made for women, by women, about women, for women, by women. And we're extremely lucky to be given an hour each week to express ourselves. One whole hour. Wow, it's too much, really. I'm not entirely sure we deserve it, but we'll do our very best to prove ourselves worthy. Next week on Women's Hour, we'll be asking the question, should women wear the trousers in a relationship? Or is it better for both parties to just go bottomless? See you next time. <laughs>